Hi everybody, this is Thicker Bread. My name is Misha, aka Refund My Wallet. And my name is David. But you can call us Butter because we're on a roll. Nice. Alright, I feel like we sound a little echoey. Hopefully not, which we're in our new place, so there's nothing on the walls yet, so that might be, but it's not, it feels like we're in a studio, sort of. I feel like it would sound like that if it was like a, a soft sound, so maybe we should get like a rug in here or something to like absorb some of the sound or the echo. Yeah, I think uh, it definitely is better than recording in our basement back at the old house. Maybe. um well before we talk about the new place and get into that um how have we been it's been a while we're kind of a little rusty i feel like tired tired is accurate we have uh, missed the past couple of weeks because we've been moving we have been traveling we have just been through the ringer and we'll get into it but um let's see where to start we went to nashville we did that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. That was our second time. My second, your third time in Nashville. Yes. Um, Nashville's nice because it's only like a six hour or less drive from us. And the drive is not even bad. Like I did the whole thing. I didn't even need to ask you to help. It was like easy. It was a very easy drive. Um, and uh, Nashville is so, it's so fun. Like it is so fun. We met some of our friends from California there and it was just, it's, it's perfect. You know, it's funny. They call it like Nash Vegas, and I I see that now. Um, I don't really remember it when I went there for my bachelor party, like, all that well. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was a cool town. Like, that's, it was cool seeing the, like, nightlife and how popping it is. Which is, is crazy because, like, we don't do nightlife now. Like, hardly ever. If we're going to a bar, we're finding a table. Like, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're home by 11, um, even no matter how hard we try, we're home by 11. Um, so this was kind of fun. We, we went to Kid Rock, which I knew from TikTok. I was like, we're not going to like this place because it's just so crowded. You know, it was unfortunate because the band they had was amazing. That guy could like sing. I meant to look him up on, uh... He made a $100 tip. Without even playing the song that was requested of him. It wasn't like a thousand dollars? Well, the first person, so he was like, okay, like, who wants to hear a song? Like, you have to pay me if you want to hear a song. And someone was like, here's a hundred dollars, play XYZ song. Yeah, the Bee Gees, I think. And someone was like, I'll give you a hundred dollars to not play the Bee Gees, basically. (laughs) Like, play anything else. And so he was like, oh, who else has that more? So in like a minute and a half, he made eight hundred, a thousand dollars. And I'm just sitting there like... People just be giving money away, like. Yeah, it, it is crazy, but um, so yeah, the bar was definitely crowded, and that was a rough start. But the guy was so good, you like it didn't bug you as much. <laughs> versus, well, if- yeah, we were not there for very long. It was a fun environment in our twenties. Oh yeah, I would have been rocking and rolling. So uh, then we go to a bar, another bar. Um, across the street and it was way more our vibe like the band downstairs was okay like, they, they, yeah okay I won't say their name then since you called them okay but um we we were there and we went upstairs and there was a dj and that was the rest of our night like and the great thing it wasn't like a club upstairs like they had a bar like a normal bar area sort of and um there's nobody on the dance floor when we got up there you sort of got things started with that um but yeah. uh it was nice it was nice because it wasn't too packed they had couches up there so like the guys that didn't want to dance and girls they sort of hung out on the couch and outside patio thing i feel like i felt so incredibly safe in nashville like i have never felt like well not in the ubers the, every uber ride was terrifying um <laughs> but when i was at the bar like i've never felt this like safe and comfortable really yes yeah. and i think you pointed this out like nashville is like one of the top destinations for bachelorette parties so it was just a bunch of girls like there were guys there but no guy like so every once in a while when i go out to these night moments a guy will come up and try to be a creep on us. Like it happens every single time, but especially because like the guys don't usually dance with us. Like you 
being a guy and our friend guys like they don't usually dance with us like it's usually the girls dancing and the guys are doing whatever else they're doing um couldn't tell you couldn't tell you what you guys are doing but we no one came up to us like it was just like a girl party it was great <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah I, I agree it was uh is a good experience and um yeah i definitely recommend going there if you haven't been there yeah i'd go back we went to a winery and do like a food and wine pairing um not you, but well, you were there, but you just, you just ate the food. I observed. <laughs> and um, yeah, and there was no chicken, so you you could eat everything. I did. I think there's only one thing I didn't eat. Was which the was deviled the egg? Deviled egg. Yeah, because I don't like deviled eggs. Just weird. You're a hater. Deviled eggs are delicious. I might <laughs> but, go yeah. make one tonight. <laughs> but everything else is good. Yeah. All right. You want to talk about the move? Yeah. Uh, so we both. Both took the day off of work. We both took the day off of work. Um, and we hired movers. Yes. Well, Those were probably our two smartest decisions. <laughs> uh, yeah, which we ran the cost for movers and it was well worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, it's like, I feel like, I really wish I could compare how much stuff we have versus other people. I feel like we're middle of the road. We are not All like minimalists, stuff. but we are not like people that have... A garage of full of well, stuff I would say, on top of stuff in your house. I would say like 94% of our stuff fit in the garage. Yeah. So like our couch and our bed, we didn't pull that in the garage. But we moved everything that we possibly wanted moved into the garage except for the couch. Because I didn't want to get the bed. couch. And then the bed. Um, and, and the mattress for Ellington's crib. But it all fit in the garage. And yeah. so they showed up and they're like, oh, wow, you guys have this all like right here. Because they originally said like, okay, it'll probably take seven hours to move you. And I was like, no, no, the hell, it will not take you seven hours. Yeah, they I never thought hourly. that either. I thought four hours at most. But they showed up, they stacked boxes on top of boxes and were sprinting into yeah. that moving truck. I was like amazed at everything they would do. They're like, "Do you want this this deep freezer moved?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I guess we can. If you if you can." They went, boom. They picked. What do you mean a, if you can? They picked it up. They yeah. didn't even use it, Dolly. They picked up the deep freezer <laughs> and moved it onto the truck. I said, Which had food in it. <laughs> it was yeah. It had to be so heavy. I was just like, yeah. Uh, they that was the best part of the moving experience. That they were the company, best people we hired. They were the best. They people were we on time. They're on time. They're quick. They like if they had questions, they asked us. Like I don't think, as far as I know, nothing's broken or like missing. Yeah. Um, and it cost how much? Do you remember how much it cost us? Ended up being around eight hundred dollars. Around eight hundred dollars with tip. Uh, without with tip is like eight sixty or something. So yeah. Um, but we I have. Would, We've never had movers before. We've never had movers. We've never really been... Either we didn't have enough stuff to like justify movers. So like when we moved to California, that would have been ridiculous. Yeah. Um, when we moved back to California, also ridiculous. Um, or we didn't have the money to do it. And we had the money and enough stuff. And I don't think I will ever do it again without movers. I agree. After price compared to what it would have taken us to do because we i think we've talked about this before we didn't really want to ask friends or family to help with the move because i didn't want to move yeah like yeah. If i don't want to move my stuff how am i going to ask you to give up your day to help me move yeah yeah with it being a multi-level home too like with there being stairs i was like no i don't want to move it like i don't want to move our couch and i don't want to move our bed so yeah and it was funny even the movers like Man, this is a lot of stairs. And we're yeah. like, yeah, that's why we hired you guys. Stop. But I was like, well, they mentioned like, wow, you made our job so easy for us, like putting everything in the garage. And I was like, yeah, it's because the move in is going to be a little bit harder. Tell them the craziest part that the movers offered, but we already did it. To pack? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, to pack. Is that a normal thing moving companies offer? You sound funny. <laughs> you sound like a, like a radio host. Yeah. <laughs> Just there. I mean. <laughs> uh, is that a normal thing? Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, so some companies will, will pack everything for you. I can't imagine somebody packing my shit. Well, so in the, in the one girl messaged me. She's like, oh, yeah, the military like packed all of our stuff. She's like, but what they also packed was bananas in a random box that I found a month later. 
Uh, so they just whatever's there just pile it in boxes yeah i'm sure you're supposed to like put things in some sort of like organized fashion but imagine if you're like an old person like you might not be able to pack all your stuff up like you might not i guess that's true or if you have a disability or something like you might need someone to to pack and unpack they offered to like set up our beds and stuff and i was like no get out of the house um (laughs) i do not want you to charge me for any more time oh no i guess uh i i think those are all valid points i guess for somebody like coop can pack I, it drives me crazy because of that I, I don't know one the time that it would take and you're paying them for that and then two like i don't know i feel like even if you tried to organize it a little bit you're you want to hurry yeah right because you're paying them by the hour so i don't know it just seems crazy yeah and um i would say we're about 85 percent unpacked yeah because we agree. still have some boxes in the garage um we have nothing on the walls um which truthfully, That's, I don't even know if I want. Like, I want to put things on the walls. I don't know if I want to put things on the walls. Why is that? Because filling the holes at our last place sucked. And I didn't even do it. Yeah, it, it didn't suck too bad. But also, then you know when you move out, you got all these holes to fill. Then you gotta sand it and you gotta paint it like it's a project, or you just gotta eat it and give up your deposit right. in this situation. I guess that's true. We, we do a deposit. Um, so yeah, the move... The not once, once we... Like, it was crazy because I remember it all happening at our house and I was like, everything's going perfectly. I love this so much. Like, we're going to be done by like two and we're going to go get to eat like lunch together. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be such a nice day off. And by the end of the day, I literally was like, I should have took a, taken off another day. Like, I was so... So we arrive and we were like, we need the keys from the leasing office. We're like, we need our keys so we can can move. We have the movers here. So like, hurry your spiel up so we can go. Here's your packet. Here's it. It took, <laughs> that was like an extra 15 minutes, I think, yeah. which fine. That's why I expected it. I expected it, but like they charge by the hour, but they round up to the nearest 15 so minutes. So this is for the moving company. Yes. So she was like, oh, just so you know, the cleaners are still in there. And I was like... In my mind, when she said that, what did you think? How much time do you think? Like, what was the first thing that went in your mind? I was like, okay, maybe they're finishing up. Yes. In my mind, they were going to be done in 20 minutes. They were, like, close to done, right? We walk in. There's, like, a, a bag of clothes. It looked like someone's house. Like, so, not, like, entirely, but, like, I see, like, a bag of clothes. And I was like... Did we go into someone's apartment? Um, and we go upstairs and I'm like, oh my God, there's like dirt and dust everywhere. Like I can see it. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. visually looking at dirt and dust. And I'm they were like, hello, hello. And finally we get um to like the master bathroom. And I was like, oh hey, we're here. And they're like, you're here. Yeah. Are you almost done? And uh, yeah, no. when, I, when I asked that, she's like, Oh, we probably need about an hour. And I was like, listen, our movers are here. We're moving this stuff in. So you're just going to have to like clean around us. And she's like, oh, okay, we'll hurry. And da, da, da. So. Well, we're like, don't hurry. Like, do your do the job. But like, which sucked. So this was like my first like negative moment. Because I was like, now our stuff has to go. Like, they have to clean around our stuff instead of cleaning where the stuff could have been. Right. So when we got here, they were on the top floor, and it seems like they were working their way down. So it basically is just like they just started yeah. maybe like 10 minutes ago. Yes. And I uh, mean, they had like their Starbucks there. Like <laughs> I was like, what's happening? So, uh, so yeah, we went out and told the movers like, hey, the cleaning people are in here, but move this crap in here because yeah, like, we're not waiting. And I didn't want to put it like in the garage because, again... Like, there's multiple levels to this home, and I the big reason I hired the movers was because I didn't want to move this crap up multiple levels. Yeah. Um, so then we're here for about, I don't know, 20 minutes. Yeah. And I get a phone call from the housekeeping service for our house. like The house we're selling. The house we're selling. And I had set up for the housekeeper to come in the afternoon. I specifically said to select the PM, and it is 10.30 a.m., and they're like, hey, we're on the way. So what do you mean you're on the way? I specifically set this up for the afternoon. With the idea of we're going to be done moving stuff into this house. We'll go back over there. Finish collect. cleaning some yeah. of the crap up there. Get the dog. 
La 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 la. Nope. Oh, and the whole the whole time this is all happening, we only have one car, which we'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> but we only have one car. So I was like, okay. I was like, well, do you have cash so I can tip the housekeepers? And he's like, no, I have to have cash for the movers. Like, we have to get housekeeper cash later. And I was like, okay, forget it. I have to go let these movers in or the cleaners in. So I get to the house and I forgot we still had like a bunch of stuff that we like hadn't boxed up. It was trash. It was whatever. Yeah. And so I was like picking stuff up and basically throwing it into the garage so that they could fully clean the house because we hired cleaners for the house so that we didn't have to do the deep clean um so that when the new owners come it's like one less thing that they have to worry about we thought it was a nice like gesture gesture um especially because you know when you when you sell a house you kind of notice things like ooh, i forgot about that ooh, I forgot about <laughs> yeah that. yeah ooh, that when something's so not great. there like blocking it and stuff yeah so i was like at least they can say like they didn't leave the house a disgusting mess yeah 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 um because they were like deep cleaning the fridge the oven they really like they really um they did a great job but i was just like not prepared for them to be there <sighs> then the movers are done Yep, so the movers got done. They did the best job of the day. Um, and I was like, okay, David, like, let's go. I had to or go you, were, you I, had to come back to me. I had to come back, get David, drive back over there, tip, tip the housekeeper. And then I was like, well, let's go look at my car. We took my car in on Saturday, Saturday afternoon. And they said they'd get to it on Monday. And it is now Tuesday and we haven't heard anything. So we go in. Okay, let me rewind for people who aren't like obsessed with my stories. So on Saturday morning, I went fill up the car because my mother-in-law was going to take my car because I the car seat in it and uh, take Ellington to a birthday party. And so we were going to like clean up the house and do all like finish packing and blah, blah, blah. So I fill up the gas, take it back home, go back inside. Blah, blah, blah. She comes, I give her the keys, say goodbye. She opens the door 20 seconds later and is like, your car won't start. And I literally was like, what do you mean my car won't start? Like, how do you not know how to use my car by now? Like, <laughs> yeah. you've driven it so many times. Well, we just drove it 20 minutes ago. I just ago. drove it 20 minutes ago. What do you mean my car won't? Like, are you using the right key? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yes, she was. The car was like, it would go... That's basically the noise I was making, I would say. Yeah. So it would like light up, but like it was not turning over. And I was like, all right, well, let's put the car seat in your car and la la la. So now instead of packing, we're spending time. We had to like call. Your mom came my over. My mom came over because she was going to try to jump my car. Which we did and that failed. Which that also took way too long because my mom's like jumper thing was like in the back seat back of her car yeah your mom's battery was and in like the trunk i had parked in a way that was like not where you could go like nose to nose because i had parked towards the garage like a normal person so she had like tried to park next to me but next to me didn't really work so we had to put my car in neutral yep which and now i'm thinking about how did we do that if the car wouldn't turn on uh, so at that point, it would enough where you could change gears. Gotcha. So we pushed it and pushed my car all around the damn cul-de-sac. And um, tried to jump tried it to and jump it. nothing. Didn't work. So we called the insurance, who then called the tow company, and they towed my car to this place, this car fixing place, um, on Saturday afternoon. And they said, we'll get to it on Monday. Monday comes by, nothing. They did not call any of anybody. And I was like, well, that's weird. Um, so Tuesday comes by and now we're up to speed. So I was like, let's stop by because we were going somewhere. We were going to go get lunch. Were we? I think so. Okay. That makes sense, I guess. Um, and unload another one yeah, of the car. Yeah. So we go and they're like, oh, we don't, your car's transmission is what's wrong and we don't touch transmissions. And so I was like, you got to take it to Ford. We got to take it to Ford, which is the car dealership obviously you know what it is um and so i was like okay so we call the tow truck tow truck comes and the guy's like mm, i don't think it's your transmission i think it's your battery and if you can get jumped then you can can drive your car to the dealership instead of like using me tow. towing it yeah which was cool for him to do that because the first tow truck we got on saturday that guy just showed up and like 
put it on a flatbed and drove off. Like he didn't do anything. Um, and so we, we got jumped and we're like, well, let's take it to advanced auto and see if it's the battery because they'll be cheaper to replace the battery than the dealership. And this is when I, this is, I don't do this. If my car needs fixed, I go to one place and one place only. And I know people are listening and they're going to be like, oh my God, that's such a rip off. Don't go there. I go to the dealership. I go to the dealership because if I go to a Ford dealership, my information for my car is in the system everywhere. Ford knows what to do. They have the parts. I always take it to Ford. And this time I was like, oh, Advanced Auto can replace the battery. No. No, no. Which, which, okay, so we take it to Advance Auto. Here's what you need to know about the decision that I made. There were two sides of Advance Auto that you could park on. One side (laughs) was like more open and the other side was like around the corner. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to turn my car off. So if a tow truck like needed to come by here, it couldn't come on the side. Uh, But I was like, I'm not turning my car off because they're going to do the battery test. And then if it proves like to be dead or they can't replace it, then I'll just drive it away instead of turning my car off. The reason I parked on that side is because it was in the sun and it was a cold day. So I was like, I don't want to be out here trying to replace this battery in the shade. So I'm going to park in the sun. So we buy the battery. The lady's like, I think I can replace it. Like, I believe I can replace it. And the guy was standing there who was like, this was this girl's like third day, but she's like, I've worked on cars since I was 19 and I'm 42 years old. Uh, the guy was like, It says professional it says recommendation. Professional recommendation. Like, if you think you can do it in 30 or 45 minutes, then fine. But like, if not, we need to get not, in the battery need and to, then you take it somewhere. Yes. And so she's like, No, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. There's a very long story here. She could not do it. And then, but she had already like taken the battery like halfway out of the car. So at this point, my car is off because she had to, was trying to replace the battery. And we had to call a tow truck driver. It is now encroaching time to pick up Ellington. We have a car full of stuff. Hold on. One point we missed. So with uh, where we took the get the battery replaced, they undid it so much, and the battery was like so corroded that it was not jumpable. Jumpable. So they basically are like, it is unsafe to now jump this car. So you now have to get it towed to Ford. Yes. So, so that was really annoying because you know if we probably could have jumped we it, if they could have just mess- driven it to Ford. Well, that is the thing we should have done. That is what we should have done. We should have driven it to Ford. We should have driven it to Ford. I don't care that the dealerships were expensive. That is what we should have done. Because it would have made it to Ford. Yeah. We probably should have done that. Or with this lady, like... Hesitant. Hesitant. We should have just been like, "Eh, don't worry about it. We'll just take it to Ford and have them replace it. So basically, just trying to give this lady the benefit of the doubt. Take it. We couldn't have done anything at that point because the car was turned off. And this is important because, like, maybe it could have got jumped again, right? If she didn't mess with the battery, it could have gotten jumped again. So. But because we let them mess with the battery, it basically costed us, like, two or three hours after that. Yes. So now it's getting time to pick up Ellington. We have a car full of stuff, and my car won't move. And, And the window is down, and my car will not turn on. So... David, I was like, David, you, let's call the tow truck and pretty soon you're going to have to go and you're going to have to go empty the car and then you're going to have to go get Ellington and I'll stay here. So we call the tow truck driver and the tow truck driver is like, okay, great. Um, I will, let's put the car in neutral and push it so that it's not in this spot because my tow truck can't fit over here. And, uh, I was like. We can't put it in neutral because we can't start the car because we cannot jump the car because the battery is half in, half out, leaking battery acid everywhere. And he's like, okay. So he pulls up on his phone, he pulls up YouTube (laughs) and he's like, how, basically like, how do you get a Ford Focus into neutral if the battery won't start? (laughs) Yeah. And he pops off my Prindle, which is the PRND. 
Yeah, where your gear shifter is a little cover, basically. He pops that off, and he's like, I was like, oh, he's about to do science. And he's like, yeah, magnets. And I was like, science. Um, So he takes a screwdriver (laughs) into my Prindle and does whatever he does, clicks the car into neutral. Yeah, this took probably 10 or 15 minutes because he is like... Trying to get it in there, but it's so dark, you couldn't see the spots. So, like, it's taking him 10 to 15 minutes to get this car into neutral to begin with. So, he, he pops it into neutral, and he's like, okay, do you guys want to steer it? And I was like, you're in the car already, and we can't, like, just pop it back, like, into park. And then, you know, like, can't. So, I was like, you're going to have to, you have to steer, and we'll push, which I love pushing cars. It is, like, my favorite thing. I love yeah, you're it so weirdo. much. <laughs> it's fun. So, we push the car. Get it over to the tow truck. And I'm like, okay, David, you go. I'm going to get it right with this guy to the dealership. Get to the dealership. I explain this entire story to the guy there. And he's like, okay, we'll fix your car. Um, It's going to take a little bit. And that it did. It took two days. So hold on. We dropped it there off Tuesday at like 530, essentially. And we didn't get it back until Friday at 530. Yep. And so every day that they would Mm -hmm. call us, with new updates, it was like, okay, we replaced your battery, but your cables are so corroded, you need to replace the cables. Now, the car is there. So I can't be like, no, I'm going to get a second opinion because one, the car doesn't turn on. And we burned up all of our tow truck uses that we didn't have to pay for. So I was like, go ahead and replace it. And he's like, okay. And then once we do that, then we'll be able to see if there's anything else wrong with the car. So then it's like, oh, your car's pigtail sensors need replaced because they're also corroded or ruined or whatever. And I was like, well, go ahead and replace it. Um, and then my car had a recall for a TCM, which is like a transmission control module. And that was covered. <laughs> so that was good. Did they even get a chance to replace that? Or is that what that they replaced? But I think there's two more things they have to replace. Mm, two and more I was recalls. Like, I was like, give me my car back. You've had it for too long. It's I. We at this point, we basically had your car with without your car for a week. Yes. So I was having to leave work, go pick up Ellington, and sort of do the running around that. You and normally do. I do pick up and whatever, whatever. So uh, all one, in all, that what? so yeah, all in all, basically dealing with Misha's car on the move on moving day took us five hours yes and, and oh i know everyone wants to know how much they were like how what's going on with your car how much is your car um and i will tell you go ahead and finish what we were saying about the movie oh. uh so the crazy thing is so before her car died on saturday literally i updated our insurance our auto insurance probably on thursday and i got her roadside assistance mm-hmm. which comes with like free towing and uh, we literally used it like two days later and the first time it was all fine and then the second time we had to get it towed Geico called me and I was like what are you doing yeah what are you doing (laughs) we see you just towed this car to the auto shop like why are you towing it again so I had to give them the spiel of oh they said it's transmission we had to take it to the dealer so literally within like two or three days we had to call three tow trucks and we ended up using two of them and Geico is basically like uh, yeah, you need a third. Uh, you got to pay for it. Yeah. So it ended up costing me $753 at the dealership and then 230 ish for the battery. Oh, and the thing about the battery where we got an advanced auto or whatever, um, they're like, the old one, like, make sure you bring it back. And we're like, yeah, okay. This because battery she, was like, in such bad shape that it could potentially leak battery acid. It's like... Yeah, we're not. We're not. Doing well, basically, she was like, "Oh, because I said I would, I would put it in. Like, I didn't charge you this core fee." And she's like, "So you need to bring the battery back, so I don't get in trouble because I didn't charge you the core fee." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, but also Ford is not going to just give me a leaking battery. battery. Yeah, it's corroded. Like, they're not going to give me that." Yeah, I, I hope they knew we weren't going to bring that back. I'm with sure it. with how bad a shape that battery is, and there's no way that us that like. Yeah, we're going to lug this battery around and bring it Maybe back Maybe I'll to go you. Up, up there and be like, hey, I'm bring the battery back, but charge me that core fee. Maybe I'll do that. Nah. It's 25 bucks. So that's that's the move. That's We're much better now. We're settled in. What do you think about living in an apartment again? Um, it's a rough start. 
the show up here and the cleaners were here that was a little you know depressing because it's like we're trying to move in and that's like your place is not ready so that sucked and then there's also like some maintenance things that they clearly did not get done in time yeah um so we have a couple work orders in yeah but you know what's nice about that that we don't have to do we don't have to do it so it's sort of bittersweet so they put that in on wednesday and stuff still hasn't been fixed yet nothing's like emergency but it's like stuff that needs to be fixed. If you would recall, you said you're going to fix that door upstairs. I did. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Well, we can follow up with them. But, uh, and for free, they'll fix the things. <laughs> um, it's nothing crazy. There's like, um, like a missing drawer cover. And the kitchen sink is a little loose. Uh, the faucet, but... Yeah, it's nothing like... And there's it's... a handrail that is missing. Yeah. So, but it was funny because I was like going through the tour, like the inspection with the lady, and she was like, her face on some of the things was just like, how do we let you? Yeah, how do we let you move in here? And I was like, I know it seems very. She's like, so you took this off, and I was like, no. (laughs) Why did I take this off? But uh, so, anyways, my yeah, you know. So there's those little annoyances, which I mean, we sort of come to expect. We've lived in apartments for a while, so yeah. it's whatever. Uh, letting Athena out, you know, she doesn't have her yard anymore, so we got to take her out on leash. That hasn't been too bad. I definitely think it'll be hard to do it in the winter for like three or four months straight. Yeah. I think I might get annoyed with that, which we sort of knew that was one of the things that we were giving up. Um, which I, I mean, I've gone on a couple walks with her. And I'll say that, like, having an apartment has forced me to take her on walks. I agree. And it's forced me to get moving. And, like, mm. so in the morning, I'm taking, like, a thousand steps before I even log onto the computer. And that's, like, really... I mean, it's really good for your mental health to go outside. So... Yeah. So, okay. uh, so yeah, I think when it gets warmer, I'll enjoy it a little bit more. I won't mind it as much. But, uh, you know, overall, I like the layout of this house. That's I, We very much picked this place because of the layout like we looked at several other options that were a little bit cheaper but it just did not have the layout of this house yeah um so i really like that and i know we've only been here a week but i'm like you know i feel like i don't need to own a home to be home is that if that makes yes, sense yes hold on hold on hold on it's only been a week this I'm, I'm still I'm still feeling it out. I'm not saying that and this is not me saying that i don't ever want to own a home again but like I don't have to, I guess, like I said, own a home to feel like a home, you know? I agree. To me, it's sort I feel of like, like all I love, the same. I like, this might be one of my favorite places that we've ever lived. I have, again, it's only been a week, but like, the vibes, the vibes are <laughs> vibing. Yeah. Our kitchen is so much nicer than any kitchen we've ever had. Like, it's reminding me of the one we had in, in San Diego, but like, better. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The one we had roommates? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Good job. Um, but, uh, yeah, so overall, it's, it's been good so far. Um, knock on wood, hopefully it continues that way. Yeah. So, all right, that's the long saga that if you have never listened to this podcast before, you're probably like, who cares? Um, so I'll just label this episode, like, life updates. Nothing major. <laughs> I'll put that on there so that people don't think that, like, something crazy is going to happen. Um <laughs> Okay, so Ellington is turning two tomorrow. He is. So last year we posted an episode and we talked about how like our first year of parenting. So I figured this year we could talk about our second year of parenting. Um, One, I bought him a birthday candle for tomorrow. It's three. It says three. (laughs) And I think it's because I've been saying he's two for the past like three months. And uh, so now I'm like, okay, well, now he's three, but he's not three. Um, so got to figure that out. But uh, how are you feeling? I feel like year two was harder than year one. You think it was harder? Yes. I don't. Really? Shocker. No, <laughs> yeah, really? I feel like year two was so much easier, like, like... Just so much easier than year one and so much better than year one. Did you like year one more? Uh, 
I I like certain aspects, but I think overall year one was easier for me. God, no. Like, if I think of year one, I, it, like, saddens and terrifies me. Really? Well, I guess here, let me, let me say why I think year one was easier. Because, so when he was a baby, guess what? He gets milk. Like, yeah. that is his food source. He's a baby. You can take him anywhere and he falls asleep about anywhere. You don't have to chase him around. Um, sure, he wakes up, like, more frequently at night. But you sort of got used to that after a couple months. And then... Um, to be clear, David is heavily involved with nighttime routines. Um, <laughs> so it's not like David's like, oh, no, it's... No, David, we're probably 50-50. Honestly, maybe David does a little bit more. He probably would say, yes, he does. Um, at nighttime, so... But... Uh, I carry so, him for nine months. <laughs> wow, thanks. Um, but no, so I think the overall... And, like, I think that first year, this is going to sound bad, like, it's a new baby, so you're, like, excited for those first couple months, and that's sort of getting you through those, like, first couple months. I'm still excited that I have a son. I hated the first couple months. But, uh... Hated. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, simple... Life was a little simpler, I guess, with him in year one, versus year two, you know, you got to figure out what to eat him. Oh, he doesn't like that, so you got to try this. Uh, he starts to throw tantrums this year and bang his head on the hard floor. Um, he's walking around when you go to restaurants, so you got to, like, track him yeah. down. I can't have a conversation with people. So all those things were more of, like, a mental drain on me than the stuff in year one. I feel like year one, I was so terrified of everything. Like, if you remember the, the first night we, like, had him in his pack and play and we slept at the foot of our bed so that we could like see him <laughs> yeah and like now we're downstairs recording a podcast and he's upstairs yeah um so well yeah it's funny i was thinking we about have a camera so if you're trying to like sneak up we can see you <laughs> <laughs> uh we uh it's funny too i was thinking about some of the stuff we bought you know with new baby and, yeah uh, it's like Man, we really didn't need that, or we yeah. were sort of over. Which I, I guess that's the way it is. You know, your first child, you're gonna sort of do that. But right, but no, I just think like so much. Like I can hand them something and be like, "Oh, can you throw this away?" And he'll throw it away. Oh, can you put this in the dishwasher? And he'll put it in the dishwasher. Um, granted, the dishwasher needs to be open, and I need to be like doing it. And it's it's mostly I do it so that he learns, and and so that he can also be distracted by a, a task. But I don't know. I love this year so much more. He started to talk. He can say I love you. Like, but it doesn't really sound like I love you. It's just like I love you, which is like adorable. I love this year. Like, not every aspect of it. Trust me, the tantrums, the screaming, the screeching. I had to buy loop earplugs because the noise and the overstimulation got to be so much. I was like, if I don't block out some of this sound, I'm going to burn my hand on the stove. Um, so <laughs> glad you did not do that. I just, I, I get the frustrations of year two. I think that's going to happen with every year. There's going to be frustrations with, so they said like in year, people, I asked people on Instagram and they said like, Oh, year five, like everyone thinks like year five is the golden year. And I've said this before, like year five is the golden year. They're like five-year-olds think they know everything and they do not care. Like they believe they know everything and you're an idiot. You know, I uh, read something today. This is going to be very depressing. It said, basically, as a new parent, uh, don't expect to get back to your pre-non-child uh, life sleeping-wise until they are six. Yeah, I believe that. Which it was very like hard for me to read that because I'm like, I that's sleep. I have to get like seven to eight hours of sleep to feel good like it really impacts me mentally if i don't get enough sleep so like reading that today i was like oh my god i see i came to this realization like i don't know well you were saying like, five and i was like okay all right we're almost halfway there I think but five, like six man that's another four years uh, but here's what happens like right now the biggest thing is he wakes up really early at about five, five four or five he can go get his own cereal. He can go put his own TV show on. Right now, I took a nap with him 
and I was asleep and he was awake and I was like asleep for maybe five minutes and I wake up there's crushed crackers all over the floor <laughs> he was right in front of me the whole time but there were crushed crackers all over the floor and I was like <sighs> but I don't know I just I did love year two more I will say he actually became as we always say more than a house plant so that was sort of cool more you know just... what was your favorite point with him this year um ooh. Like favorite thing favorite thing that happened thing that we did uh you go ahead while i think about this me go ahead okay um i i just like note when he like notices something or says like a new phrase or a new word like when he, he learned basketball that was really cool to me so like the fact that i can like now see him learning things like before he was learning like basic human things right like how to roll over how to sit up now he's learning like words and what things mean like he he saw my sock and you asked him what color it was and he said blue now granted he saw my other sock and you asked him what color that was and he said blue and if you know me i don't wear matching socks my other sock is pink um but he like pointed at one of his friends and he was like oh walker and i was like oh that's your friend walker like that's crazy to me um so, I don't know. I think my favorite point was, like, watching him learn words. Gotcha. Uh, you can pick an event. You don't have to pick a thing. Well, no. I guess the... Uh, I'll sort of piggyback on that. Just seeing seeing the change from, like, a one-year-old to a two-year-old now is sort of crazy. Just, like, how much they learn in that short span of time. Because, I don't know, from zero to one, the first, like, six months... That's about it's all insane. the same. Like, so to, to see him, like, start walking and, you know, like, the past month, you've been sort of able to have semi-conversations with him. Like, it doesn't really mean a whole lot. He sort of babbles, but it's like he's trying to have a conversation yeah. with you. So that's really cool. And then, like... Um, like yesterday when he did Wheel on the Bus and was doing the round and round, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> this is so to me. I guess if I had to pinpoint one thing, it's um, just like being able to like play with him now. So like we play basketball all the time. We like dance yeah. together. So I guess now we can have like do activities together, and that's really cool. Yes. Okay. What's something that you wish we had done this year with him? Something we have done. Ah, I really wish we would have gotten him in the swim lessons earlier. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Earlier, we still haven't done it. Yeah. Uh, which we're planning to do it. Um, we said that last year. Yeah. We but... said that two years ago last year. <laughs> so yeah, I wish we would have done that because one, just for his own safety and then two, you know, he would be able to enjoy things like a pool and stuff, but he can't really do that yet. So yeah, I think year two is going to be the year of stuff because he's going to be, my in my opinion, like soccer, we found one that can do two and up, um, swimming. You could start that when they're two days old. I'm just kidding. Um, but pretty yeah, early. We got you. Um, yeah, so I agree. I agree with that. Um, is there anything you regret buying this year for, for him? him? Mm. Uh, you know, so this is our. I feel like we have a lot more toys than I thought when we moved. Where did we, they come from? That's what I don't understand. So I don't know if we got a lot of toys from people um, or just like we have bought stuff throughout and it's accumulated to be a lot have more. We? I feel, I like, feel it's like Christmas. No, but... I feel like Christmas we got a ton of stuff. So Ellen's birthday is like tomorrow. Um, or if you're listening to this today, today. Um, and we, I said like, we don't need gifts. Please, like, we're not yeah. opening gifts. Do not bring gifts. Like if you feel like you must buy something, you can buy him clothes. If you feel like clothes suck, any cash gifts will be put towards this, this, and this. Now, that might have been tacky, but you know what's tackier? Me putting all the gifts you buy me on Facebook Marketplace. That's yeah. tackier. So. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, honestly, we've talked. The reason we set him up with a brokerage account is because for stuff like this, we'd rather him have a set him up for a success later in life than have have 10,000 toys exactly you know exactly so and yeah after the move I'm like holy crap we got way too many toys so I'm trying to think if we bought him anything like uh, last year I said like I don't regret any clothes that we bought him and I don't regret any clothes that we bought him um I feel like everything 
everything we bought him. We try and be pretty intentional with what we buy. Yeah. So we we don't buy toys too often. Yeah, or, we we did borrow more this year. So I, like I borrowed a, a carrier that I thought I would use in Ireland and then didn't, but I'm glad I borrowed it. Oh yes, I regret buying that bike trailer because <laughs> <laughs> we never use it, and I ended up selling it. Um, yeah, I regret buying that, but yeah. But yeah, overall, I think we do did an okay job. Yeah. Okay, were there any good financial decisions we made this year or any bad financial decisions with in regards to Ellington? Uh, we paid off his medical debt. I think that's the like best thing we could have done because it was getting so annoying to almost have his medical debt paid off and, and then get, get hit thing. with another bill. I would say yes. I, I regret, again, I said this the first year, I regret not having an, a fund for his medical bills because i hate those bills like i because we need them and i will never not take my kid to the hospital because of a a medical bill like i will go bankrupt i don't whatever but i just hated like having to pay it and yeah it was just so annoying when you'd get on a payment plan start paying off and you got like three hundred dollars left and bam a thousand dollars yeah so it was look at us (laughs) but yeah so that was yeah a good decision Okay, so final question is last year you I said, do you want another kid? And you said at this point, no. But seeing him grow really makes me want to consider maybe having another kid. Um, in, they say you're going to miss the newborn years. And the second time around, you you know what to expect. So year two. You have another kid? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) You know, TK Coleman says things are either a hell yes or a hell no. (laughs) This is a hell no at this point, too. TK Coleman is the third minimalist. Yeah. Guys. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah. (laughs) You you know, uh, you sort of get me when you're like, David, think about you'd have to restart everything over. Like, so all the progress you made, it'd be, boom, gone. So, like, for example, if we have another kid, I mean, even when he's three, that's nine years now of (laughs) terrible sleep. Like, I can't do it. I just am not built to have multiple children. Uh, I'm, if last year I was probably, like, 60, 40, like, yeah, I want to have a second one. This year, it is like 90-10. Last year, I was 100-0, and this year, I am (laughs) (laughs) 100-0. Well, yeah, I'm working towards it because, yeah, like, man, I I see people with three, and I'm like, how the fuck? Bless you. you. Bless you. Like, how you do that? (laughs) Like, I'm struggling with the one. You know, I think because it's like, I don't know, if, if one of us didn't work, then yes, but like How? literally time I How get better? <laughs> like time I get home, you know, six o'clock, hang out with him, we get him to bed, we do oh, so dishes or, well, no, I'm just saying one of us because you know if you weren't working then you'd have more time to do like I wasn't everything. Working. I'd be watching your multiple children <laughs> and entertaining them. But anyways, like you think I have time to to massage your feet and, <laughs> and make a million things for the house bruh <laughs> but anyway so like the time i mean the time that you lose by having a kid like if one of us wasn't working the reason it would be beneficial is that we would not have to pay thirty two hundred dollars for child care because we pay 16 right now and with two children that's that's easy math um couldn't afford that that's the <laughs> real question how do people with multiple kids afford good child care Really? Cause even Tell the, us the secret. Even the cheapest options, I feel like, are 1000 to 1200 So even that, if you have two kids, that's two grand. If you have three, that's three grand. Like, you got to be making some serious dough to, like, pay for that. Yeah. But, I mean, people do it. Not me, but other mm-hmm. people. But, yeah, so that's that's where I am. I'm, I'm pretty strong in that, that I only want to have one. And, um, yeah. 
All right. We'll, we'll see if that changes a uh, year three checkup. We'll see. Um, all right. Well, happy birthday, Ellington. Yep. <laughs> all right. I've got a mini topic and then our final topic. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So mini topic is there was a U.S. congressman. I don't know if you've heard about this, who has um, suggested, what did he do? He, he reintroduced the 32-hour work week to... Uh, <laughs> 32-hour Workweek Act to Congress. Ooh, okay. I have not heard about this. So, basically, he's saying he wants to make a four-day work week the federal law. And so, anything over 32 hours would be required to be paid overtime for non-exempt workers. Hmm. So, what do you think? You know, I'm 100% on board for that. Yes. Because, one, I think there's been, I, I'd have to look, but no, you're correct. I think there has been studies that that is more, people are more productive in that regard. And also, if you think about it, I know, I know you get your full Saturday and Sunday, but to me, like, we spend so much time at work, it'd be nice to have, like, the 4-3 split, you know? Yeah. I'm working for it, like, gets it closer to 50-50 work-life balance. It says... What my bill, he said, so his, he's um, in California, congressman, his name is Mark Takano. I hope I'm saying that correctly, but he says, the serious conversations about the reduced work week are happening for white collar professions. What my bill will do is spur conversation about how we democratize this norm to other sectors of the workforce so everybody benefits. Um, I'm pretty sure in Europe, they just did this as well, like several countries or companies in countries, nearly 3,000 UK workers at 61 companies recently completed a six-month pilot of the shortened week run by a nonprofit four-day week global. Business reported, businesses reported improved productivity, revenue, morale, and team culture, whereas individuals saw benefits for their health, finances, and relationships. Yeah. Let's get it. Yeah, I agree. Because I think the other thing, too, is if, like, the people that are going to work overtime and over the, like, they're going to do it whether it's 40 hours or 32 hours, you know. Yeah. Just because we move it to 32, that doesn't, that, those people that want to do that are going to do that. You know, they're going to work over. I will say if my company does not get on board with that, I might be going to one of these companies that does. Because... <laughs> yeah. That's a huge benefit. A four-day work week, especially, a, that's different than four tens. Like, a four-day work week at 32 hours a week is, what, eight times four? Yeah, eight-hour day. Eight-hour day. Yeah. Think about how much your life would just improve if you didn't have to work for eight more stupid hours. Yeah. I'm sick of work. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good idea, especially if there's research that backs it up, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm on board. Sign me up. All righty. Uh, if, if Callie passes that, we're moving back there. Uh, we don't have to. We can work remote. <laughs> That's true. Um, okay. The last topic. I'm actually surprised you haven't brought it up. Uh-oh. Because um, I think it's it's my turn to get some of the heat. <laughs> so I'm I'm surprised you haven't like been demanding a bonus episode to like put me under the fire. Uh, that's not really me. It is not you, and I appreciate that. But it is me. So, um, Misha made a mistake. What was that mistake, Misha? This is my first mistake in fifteen years. So, <laughs> yeah, we should cut me a break here. <laughs> um, okay, you want to start? I feel like I talked a lot. Uh, yeah, I can. Okay. Uh, so this past don't say the name of the event. Okay. So this past uh, weekend, we went to this um, like charity event. I guess yeah. technically, we went to this charity event, and basically they have like silent auctions, um, so you can basically bid on stuff that people have donated, and the funds go to charity. Blah blah blah. Uh, local schools usually. Um, and then they have a live auction of like seven packages and same thing, you know, the money goes to charity and whatnot. Um, so when we got to the event, there's like some golf stuff that I told Misha. I was like, hey, I want to bid. I want to silently bid on this stuff because one, I'm going to use it like it's a golf pass to go to the local courses. It's like I golf anyways, might as well, you know, help out with charity and do that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So anyways... We get to the live auction and like 
You're just okay. Okay, let me discuss the live auction. Let me set the scene because normally a live auction is like high energy, like people are bidding left and right. It's a very like um, energetic environment. But they from what? Are you watching TV? I've been to a live auction. It's very exciting. Okay. Um, but like they decided not to hire a a real auctioneer. And a real auctioneer knows exactly where to come in at on price points. They know how to like get the crowd going. Like they talk really fast. Um, it's a it's a very like it's all it's like a hard skill to become an auctioneer. Oh yeah, I, I agree. So this guy, they would be like, okay, this package is you can go here, you can do this, you can do this. It's valued at three thousand dollars. And then he'd go, okay, so it's valued at three thousand dollars. Let's start the bidding at three thousand dollars, which is not how you one. That's not how you do an auction. Like. People want to get a deal. They don't want to get a package of like, oh, it's easy, a convenient package for me. So the bidding was very slow. It was very like... A lot of times he had started a number and I'd be like, okay, 3000 is not good. How about 2800 or 2500 Yeah, drop it and drop it. And drop yeah, it. and finally somebody would be like, Someone oh, bid And maybe like most, I would say, had at least two bids. Most had two bids. Probably. Some got up to like five to seven. I would uh, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there were many times when, it, when I'd be like, David, let me just start the bidding at a thousand. Like someone's going to bid. Like, let me just start at a thousand. Because it, it was, it's fun. Auctions are fun. And especially if you're like involved and you're like, go, oh, it's me. It's me. I'm rising up the price for everybody. Ha ha ha. Um, so David was like, no, not a thousand, not 1200. Get out of my face, basically. Um, and then there was like, we were down to like the second to last item. And he goes, okay, like it's valued at a thousand dollars. Let's start the bidding at 750. And I looked at David and I said, please, please, I'm begging you, please let me just start the bidding at 500. And he's like, Misha, no, I don't think it's a good idea. I said, David, it doesn't matter. Like someone's going to bid after me. I'm just going to start the bidding. So it's like a fun thing for me to do, right? So he he's still like saying 750, 650, no one's doing anything. And I was like, whatever. David already said, no, it doesn't matter. I know how this is gonna play out. So I raised my hand and I go 500. And we're at a table with like our family, like with David's family. And everyone at the table looks at me. <laughs> they look at David, cause they all heard this conversation where David was like, no Misha, like this is a bad idea. And I was like, it's fine. So boom, 500, everyone looks at me. And I was like, don't worry. It's going to play out very well for me. He goes, he goes 550. You no, know, he goes 600. No one does anything. The room is the most silent I could ever hear a room. And at this point, I start to like panic a little bit because I'm like, oh my God, it's no one's going to bid. And then he goes 550 nothing nothing and he goes okay so it looks like once twice i mean i swear to god he did this in slow motion and he goes sold and i said oh. and i'm i am my heart stopped i got as red as i feel like i felt i felt so <laughs> warm what you need to know is i was not drinking a drop there was no alcohol in my, this was just purely me. fomo yes it was fomo fear of missing out and so the lady comes over and she's like, what's your bidder number? I'm like, about to throw up on this lady. Um, and so I, I bid and I was like, I have to get up and leave because one, I am almost certain David is really mad at me. And two, I am very hot, right? It's very hot in this room. <laughs> All of a sudden. <laughs> so I left the room. And I was like, oh my God, what have I done? Like, this was a very dumb thing I did. Uh, yeah. The end. I, I feel like I handled it very well. Here's the thing about David. He doesn't yell, which, not that I want him to yell. <laughs> I don't want him to yell. If, if we yelled as, like, as um, passionate as I am, we would be kind of toxic if we were both yellers. Um, not that either one of us is a yeller, but if you if someone is yelling at me, I'm going to yell at them. Like it's not 
it doesn't i doesn't matter i'll do it um so david just was like david really didn't do anything but i knew he was upset but he wasn't acting upset <laughs> he was just acting like in disbelief i would say <laughs> it's mostly how he's like so what was going through your mind in the nicest really way no we haven't uh so I was trying to gather my thoughts. I did not want to jump the gun and say something I didn't really feel or believe. So I was like, I just need a few days to yeah, he think about this. Yeah, he took a few days. It took forever. I needed a few days to think about this. I still, I don't know if we still like really like fully, hashed fully it out. discussed it. But uh, yeah, I, I was not happy because like, like... We have this like rainy day fund now, and this is not something I intended to use with that money. Um, and uh, so that that was the most like most thing I was upset about. And especially I was upset too, is because like the golf thing that I really wanted, we determined like two hundred dollars was the most I was going to bid on it, and it got up to like two thirty, and I didn't bid anymore because I was like we agreed to two hundred, so like I'm done. And uh, so then for you to be like. 500 i that like made me mad let's let's be clear you did get another golf thing yeah which at, for like 180 190 190 and uh this sort of put me in an awkward position but shout out to my brother he bid on the other golf thing that i wanted and he's like oh you can have it i was like well, i'll pay you back like let me pay you back so, he's like no, okay. don't worry about it okay so you had 190 and your brother bid two thirty on this golf thing, which would put you at three. Uh, I can't do two twenty, three twenty, four twenty. I think four twenty, four twenty, four twenty. Nice. Um, which is almost five hundred. So but, you, but no, because you said I'd pay you back. You didn't. Your brother is way too nice and wasn't gonna like let you do that. But you were you were willing to pay him back, which would have put you at four twenty, which is only eighty dollars short of my outburst okay sort of different because i i anyways sort of different because i did not bid on both of these things i can't control what he does but you said you'd pay him back that is true because he is trying he gave gave it to me and like here you go like i didn't want him to have, do that i feel bad um but he said we get to use the golf thing together which that would be really cool so um oh the one thing to know what did i win because I'm sure you guys are like, what the hell did you do? Okay, on? yeah, yeah. I'll let you. <laughs> to be clear, I wasn't really paying attention when they were like... What it was. Announcing what it was. Um, but it was like, it was the lowest price thing that they had done. For the live auction. For live auction. So one, I'm glad I didn't start the bidding at $1,200 on something. Uh, but it was like five tickets to our local um, professional soccer team. And four tickets to our local... Minor league, minor baseball, league team. baseball team, and then fifty dollars in gift certificates to pizza. Um, so it's it is a good gift, and technically, like I can get some of the money back if I'm like, hey, hey friends, does anybody want to go to this soccer game? Give me fifty bucks or give me whatever. Yeah, we have the tickets, just chip in for the tickets, basically. Yeah. Um, I felt immediately. I immediately felt bad. Because I knew, like, what I had done was not cool. And I, like, I knew had this situation been in reverse, I would be upset. Um, so I, it's hard to, like, well, I guess this, it should be hard. But it's hard to, like, try to prove yourself right or justify your actions when you know you're wrong. So I didn't, I don't feel like I tried too hard to justify my actions. Like, I explained what I was doing, which was... Yeah, it just was, it was fun, um, but that's it. No, so <laughs> I guess we still gotta hash it out a little bit. But, I will uh, say, I will say, a therapist might look at this situation and say, like, Misha, really, why did you do this? Like, try to really dig deep. And if if we had yelled at each other, I know, like, the things I would say to to make a point i know exactly what i would say to make a point i know what you'd say too and so we both know what we're gonna say and i'm sure anybody who's listened to this podcast for more than four episodes can understand what i'm going to say and like how i could quote justify this decision um 
I don't want to get into it. So. We won't get into it. Um, it's not a secret. You could literally go through any of our podcast episodes and listen to listen to when we split finances. Um, I just I didn't want to like bring that up repetitively because I knew again I knew what I had done was like not cool. Um, I do believe that you know people make mistakes. I, this will not be the last mistake that I make in our relationship. Um, probably won't be the worst mistake that I make in our relationship. But at the end of the day, we're, we're good, we're, right? We're here. Nobody slept on the couch. I almost did. I was afraid. <laughs> I just, uh... I'm afraid of the silence, which is what I had to deal with for two nights. Um, <laughs> it's funny today in the office uh one of my coworkers is like david i'm going to this uh auction in two weeks can i bring misha and i was like <laughs> i was like if you do you get the keeper <laughs> and uh so now it's a running joke at the office because uh my boss was there slash cousin i feel like what we need to do the next time we go to an auction is have a discussion before we get to the auction like someone mentioned to me like okay what we noticed is like we're gonna spend about an average of a thousand dollars per auction jesus but if you're going to an auction like you should be going with the intention of buying something. Like, to me, to me, that whole room was rude AF for not bidding on this stuff. It's for charity. These people are rich AF. Like, some of them are. But the other Wasn't thing, the one guy like a Pittsburgh Steeler or something? Like, he was the former owner of the Pittsburgh Pirates. He couldn't have bid on something? He's the one that I think did. He was the one that was like, and like on the high stuff the two our table stuff. our table had the most wins from the live <laughs> which is usually how it goes but this was our first time going together and my and my like time. second time and like i haven't been probably for 15 years so i didn't really know what to expect so that's why i think it was hard this time to have a conversation about like what we want to spend so when we did get there i told her what i was interested in and so we came together on the spending i think i may have been okay with bidding on something at the live auction if it was like the nashville trip or the vegas trip because i know we want to do trips this year yeah for this i sort of did not help because it's like yeah stuff is fun i like crew uh soccer games but uh, it's like i would not have bought these right this manner but Again, it's not the worst thing I've done. And also, your golf is just for you. And the, the tickets are for both of us. So, um, I'm glad you didn't yell at me. I'm glad we're okay. I did hate those days where I where you weren't really that happy with me. Um, but we, we got through it. So see, guys, once in, in a decade and a half, I mess up. So... <laughs> See you guys in 15 years with my next mistake. <laughs> See you next week. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't yeah. mess up that often. Do you think I mess up that often? Uh, for big things like this, no. Yeah. I don't think you do either. Yeah. So there. Look at that nice compliment I gave you. <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> All right. I feel like we've been talking for like a year and a half. But yeah. um, I'm sure you guys... Thank you so much for listening. I don't know what I was going to say. I'm sure you guys. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, my book, second page, has been illustrated. So nice. follow along on Ad Stories with Misha. Um, or just follow me for regular content on at Refilling My Wallet. Um, where can we find you, David? Tomorrow night. You know, I feel like playing some video games. You, I might do you that. You have <laughs> so many different um, hobbies. <laughs> Uh, tomorrow night is our kid's birthday, so... Oh, well, and, after he goes And bed. it's your night, so... It is, it is. But, well, let's make like a bakery truck and haul buns. Bye, guys. Bye.